When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Friday episode. It's another weekend coming along. Um, Sam, we've both watched a particular documentary this week, which I think we should talk about on Sky Documentaries, uh, and that is um, a Class Action Park. Yeah. And it's mm. set uh, in a water park in New Jersey <laughs> in mm. the 1980s. Um, yeah. And it's a lot of fun until it stops being fun. It's a fucking brilliant documentary. It's a really great documentary. You ticked me off about it, and uh, I watched it with my good wife last night. And what's great about it is, is that when it starts, you just think, ah, this is a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. It's just about, like, a lunatic. I mean, everyone loves a story about an eccentric rich person who designs a grand folly. Like, it's, that is a tale, as, a, a tale as old as time and one that we're suckers for, and most people are, right? He's a, he's a maverick, and everyone loves a maverick. Yeah, everyone I mean? loves a maverick, and Until he's just rich. He's stops. gone, fuck it. He got thrown off Wall Street for being, like, basically Wolf of Wall Street-style yeah. behaviour. Yeah. And he just didn't give a fuck. He just walked away, all right, good, TTFN, kids. I'll go and spend all my ill-gotten gains on a massive water park. In New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, TTFN Wall Street. I mean, Have fun in your fucking offices all day when yeah. I'm fucking living it up in my own water park. And he basically just wanted to to create the biggest thrills for the kids that you could possibly you know mm. have without any kind of um, nod to health and safety. Which, to be fair, wasn't really a thing back then. But um, this just well, went completely over the top, didn't it? I mean, it's confusing because you say it wasn't a thing back then and they make a big deal out of how culturally, yeah, they they were more, you know, t- more carefree times where people weren't so obsessed with health and safety. That's true. And I think they make... That's, that's where the documentary actually has some really interesting depth to it in the final sort of third that I wasn't expecting. I mm. thought it was just... I thought it was just like Tiger King, kind of, here's a yeah. fucking mad bastard doing mad bastard things, right? <laughs> but actually, there was a certain amount of... Uh, there was a certain amount of sort of social history stuff that I thought was really interesting and thought-provoking, mm. right? The stuff about how the la- they, they called them the latchkey kid generation of, the, of 80s children, so yeah. many 80s children who were just sort of like out on the streets, often left unattended to um, parents who were a lot more hands-off, in some cases just couldn't afford to be hands-on. And, you know, and things definitely changed, I think, from the 90s onwards. I mean, you know, my only my only sort of impression of 90s childhoods was 
I had a, a half sister, my sister, my half sister who mm. grew up separately to me, but who I did have a relationship with because she grew up in the 90s. And it was certainly very different to the way in which my brothers had grown up in the 70s or I had grown up in the 80s. Yeah. That thing of just like, you just fucking go out for the go day from a pretty early age. Nighttime. You just fucking you know, know as, you as has been As has been well documented on this podcast <laughs> I was out digging all fucking day yeah but this was it like I mean we there was a field near where we lived and over the summer a lot of people built a BMX track in the middle of this field yeah classic and, yeah. and that was it and we were there day and night and nobody really knew where we were or what we were doing My parents wouldn't have known where to find me you just fucked off no parent would have come along and had a look now, no, if my son... So, you know, you couldn't be tracked Oh, yeah, down. so you, you, it would be guesswork, you think? Yeah. I suppose, as a parent, you might have occasionally thought, I hope they're not dead, but yeah. then that would have been it. It would have been a fleeting thought, and then you would have just started thinking about something That'd else. That would be all right, yeah. I'll put like Roland on. Rat, I don't know. <laughs> um, and, I, you, you know, now, if my son was out, I mean, the idea... I mean, yeah, they don't... I mean, it's lockdown anyway, but... They're not out on the streets as much, yeah? No. And if he was going around the park every day or to some fucking... If I, if I said, what have you been doing? And he goes, oh, we, me and some of the local kids, none of whom you know or have met and you don't know their parents, right? Uh, we've fashioned a BMX park on some wasteland, right? <laughs> at the very least, I would be, right, I want to come and have a fucking look at this place, right? Because yeah. that sounds mental. All. But i tell yeah. you what I'll do. I'll have a nose around, and if I deem it suitable, fine. But, like, yeah, no one in the 80s, no one's fucking asking you what... The, no one even knows you're doing it or cares. Yeah, we just went And out. I think that was... And they make a lot of really interesting points. Obviously, it's America, but I think they just make a lot of interesting generational points, and they talk about the good or the bad side. The most powerful line in it, right, is the closing line from that guy who I think is an actor or a comedian who's one of the main sort of talking heads yeah. in it, and he was there all the time when he was a kid. He loved mm. it. Because if you grew up... I love the idea that if you grew up in New Jersey and still now, if you meet other people from New Jersey, now you're like you're in your 40s or your 50s, yeah. that's the first thing you'll talk about. Uh, you might, I must have seen you at Action Park when we were kids, right? Because the whole state... And these American states, I don't know the size of New Jersey, but you always find out that New Jersey's like twice the size of England or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? And this place was where every fucking kid went and it was a rite of passage and you, you weren't really considered a, a, a proper human until you had done completed all of the most dangerous yeah. rides there, like the Tarzan jump and et cetera. And, and they were saying as well that they would go there with the proviso that they expected to get badly hurt. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? yeah. That was part of the whole process. It was, part, like you say, the rite of passage. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I, the, what, what, what I said before there about health and safety is probably wrong because as someone else pointed out in it, thrill rides and theme parks, they are designed to give the illusion of fear. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. But they're all so, so perfectly designed that you don't get injured. And you it know that. Happen. And you know yeah. that, yeah. And With you this, know that, yeah. All bets were off, <laughs> and they knew. Uh, but they knew that too. It wasn't yeah. like a surprise. They went there. Everyone knew because it exists somehow. It existed for years beyond the fact that there were deaths. We should say there was genuinely there were deaths there, and there were um, 
And also, like, there were some deaths, but there were multiple injuries on a daily basis, like serious everyday injuries. I've got right? a few notes, and one, one former worker there said in the summer, on a weekend, they would have up to 200 people reporting injured every day. Yeah. And they had just a shed that they treated people in yeah. and an unqualified medic. Most of the people who were working there were like children themselves. It was, like, it was them called like the 15. infirmary. The infirmary. And they had a spray, like one of those things you spray plants with. And in it, they had an orange potion. And even the people administering it didn't know what it was. But they later found out it was a mixture of alcohol and iodine. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they, they, they painted a circle on the floor of this infirmary, which was just a shed. And no matter what your injury, if you walked in and you had a graze or a cut or whatever, they'd go, right, stand in that circle. If you can stay within that circle while we spray your injury with this extremely painful orange liquid, you get a price. (laughs) (laughs) And they they said only two people in the history of the park won the prize because everyone would just get sprayed once with this orange liquid. And it was such excruciating pain. That they would leap around out of the circle. And they tell the story of one bloke who was a big, tough guy, like a bodybuilder with huge muscles, and he's got two cuts. And they spray the first one, and he goes mental in agony. And then they go, right, now we've got to spray the second one. He goes, fuck that, I'm going. They go, you do understand, if you leave with that cut and we haven't sprayed it, it will get infected. And he goes, I don't care. An infection, I don't care if I get an infection, it can't be as bad as the pain of that orange spray. (laughs) But I think the, the the whole thing about 80s childhood stuff at the end when it gets a bit more serious, I, I bought into it. First I thought, oh, they're overreaching here. They're trying to intellectualise it a bit. But then I thought, no, actually, they're right. Mm. And he goes at the end, the, the, the guy who's in it a lot, the one with sort of, sort of reddish hair, who at times you find him a bit annoying because yeah. I think he's sort of laughing too much about quite yeah. bad things. But at the end he goes, yeah, it's funny. You get together now with people your own age who grew up in the 80s and you have a few beers and you start exchanging stories and you laugh and you go, fuck it hell, man. Growing up in the 80s was fucked up, but so funny. And you go, yeah, and laugh. You go, but then when you're sat with your therapist, you just say, growing up in the 80s was just fucked up. <laughs> so they kind of talk about it. It's, it's smart because they talk about it nostalgically and all the yeah. amazing memories that times like that created, mm. right? But at the same time, they go, but ultimately... It wasn't a good way to grow up. And that stops you as a parent now. You can watch it and halfway through the film, you're thinking, maybe I should let my kids do more death-defying things. Yeah. Maybe we've all gone too health and safety mad. Maybe it was better in the 80s. And, then, and, and I shouldn't, like, you know, <laughs> ask my kids where they're going. Do you know what I mean? And then at the end, you think, no, no, no. Our parents were wrong. We, we're right. Don't worry about it. It's much nicer to do the basics of stopping your children from dying. Yeah. Which, of course, is your parenting catchphrase is just well, stop is. them from dying, isn't it? Well, year zero to ten, keep them alive. Uh, years ten plus, keep them out of prison. That's it. Yeah. Simple as that. Keep, but, or as Chris, Chris Rock always says, I think it's Chris Rock or maybe it's Dave Chappelle, keep them off the pole. If you've got a daughter, keep, keep her off the pole. He goes, that's my only thing. As a, uh, beyond that, she's on her own. I just want to keep her off the pole. He goes, I just want to yeah. make sure my daughter never comes home wearing clear heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the- that said, that said, that said, I should add, I you know, pole dancing is a perfectly legitimate a, career. A and a lot of profession. people pole dance. Yeah. Well, uh, you can do it as a professional or as a dancer. I actually know a professional pole dancer who doesn't do it in gentlemen's clubs, but does it as a form of 
exercising is a real expert and there's an art yeah. form to it. So I want to say that. And also, if you are a pole dancer, and I have known a couple, that's a legitimate way of making a living as well. So it, I'm just mucking around. It, it absolutely is. It's your body. You can do whatever you mm. want with it. Yeah, you have complete yeah. freedom. Um, but yeah, um, class action part, there's some fantastic anecdotes until it begins, becomes depressing, as you say, in the final third. But uh, yeah, have a look at it. Sky Documentaries. I think it's on for about a month. Fucking hilarious at times. You cannot believe it. You cannot the, believe it. The, the he, standout he creates, he creates a park that is so... Uh, like you said, oh, he just wants it to be who gives a fuck. Let's just make it. And it should be like kids being totally free. And it should add a, have an element of danger. And that should be the fun of it, right? But I also think about that guy... Was he a bit just like he had attention deficit disorder and he was rich enough, he was so rich that he wasn't really used to following rules and didn't really want to because he was arrogant. And he just sort of like, he designed these rides himself and he was not yeah. an engineer. And then he just, and it was, and it was a lot of it was cost cutting. And then when people did get injured or die, he just was like, fuck it, sue me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he would take it all the way through the courts. Because he wouldn't Yeah, which is with a them. pretty malicious way for a rich person to use their wealth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially would, against grieving parents. He would, he would say, sue me, and then he wouldn't blink. And he'd take it all the way to the, the highest court in the land. Mm. But um, there's one bit that stood out for me towards the end, which was, I think it was that comedian guy who says, your heart goes out to the second person to die in the wave pool. Because after the first person dived in the wave, died in the wave pool, close the fucking wave pool. My three favourite bits um, were probably the uh, speedboat incident when a speedboat mm. landed somewhere it shouldn't. I'm not going to give too much away. The, oh, yeah, that uh, is the funniest story, I the, think, the speedboat uh, thing. The anecdote about the teeth. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. And also the anecdote about the cattle prod. They were my three favourite bits. Yeah. Oh, what about so the good. um that big ball that they made, which was ball yes! within a ball? They tested it out. Yeah, and it, and it slipped off, off the, the track. It went down a sort of toboggan run, but it it was this big, huge metal ball that a man a climbed inside in of. <laughs> yeah, you get a human inside the ball, and there's loads of ball bearings within it as well that sort of make it roll in volatile <laughs> directions, yeah. and they and they just push it down the fucking hill, and it was supposed mm. to stick to a track. But it immediately slipped off the track, slipped down a hill, slipped across a fucking motorway <laughs> because the motorway ran through the middle of this theme park, yeah. right? And then landed in a fucking bog <laughs> with a man inside of it. You know what we talk about? We talk about cocaine football, don't we? This was a cocaine yeah. theme park. Oh, yeah. This is a heavily cocaine documentary. And I think as well, they, they kind of acknowledged that because they said there was these uh, lots of... Um, theme park fanatics who were obsessed with designing rides who would come up to yeah. the fella who owned it and say we've got this idea for a ride obviously yeah. off their fucking nuts on coke and he'd go yeah, yeah let's try it let's they were the, they were the people they actually say they were the people on the fringes of the legitimate yeah. theme park world and they'd go to conventions so they, and things like that they weren't really allowed <laughs> they weren't they weren't considered legitimate enough to get yeah. involved in proper theme parks so he would take all of the fucking waifs and strays who couldn't get their designs made elsewhere because they weren't, they were just ill qualified and on yeah. cocaine, and he'd fucking make it. Yeah, it was good times. It's a good watch. Yeah, like I say, mm. it's it's loads of fun until it stops being fun. 
but uh, yeah, class action park. Uh, there we go. I was, I was hoping, Andy, that we could talk about cloths today. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have like we a had, series of questions? Or? We promised a cloth special. We did. Yeah. Um, and there, a few people were in touch on Twitter. Not as many as I would have liked, but I did get one fantastic bit of advice. Basically, the thing is, right? I feel like, especially over the course of <clears> lockdown, <throat> my rig game has been seriously improved, right? Because yeah. you, obviously you're spending so much more time in your rig. Mm. You get time to contemplate more and you devote a huge amount of energy that used to go into other things that, you know, outside rig activities. Yeah. Now, all my energy, all my brain power and my financial resources, right, mm. plow to a huge extent into rig activities. Just everything's yeah. internalised now, isn't it? Everything's internalised, and and that's good. That's as it should be. I I would rather put time and effort into improving the quality of my rig yeah. than I would into I don't know walking around in the street yeah. and spending money on that. Right. So, I but it's good. You know, you save a lot of money, and some of that money that you save, you spend on great things. Like I didn't even tell you this. It's a bit remiss of me, but a few weeks ago, my Bernard Langer broke. It just gave up. Oh. What, it went did, to the, it went to the big broom cupboard in the sky, mate. What did the mechanism feel? Something like that. It uh, the 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 tray, the actual yeah. dustpan, somehow broke off the pole. Jesus, that shouldn't happen. I know that it? sounds like I'm being a bit cagey, and in fact, I just <laughs> lost my temper and smashed it. But no, it did. It was wear and tear, mate. Yeah, wear I mean, there's and no tear. reason why you'd smash that if you lost your temper. Is well, that- you never know. Wow, the this old is the side of you I didn't really. Yeah, understand. no. The, 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 I, I, when in my in my younger years, I was a breaker. I was someone who would lose my temper smash, and smash, 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 smash things. Smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that anymore. I've, I'm in a more peaceful place. But yeah, anyway, that broke, and I probably didn't bring it up on air because it was too painful. Sometimes mm. you have to process this stuff before you can talk about it publicly. Yeah. Anyway, in the interim, I bought a new one, but I was disappointed with my decision. I rushed it, and I bought one that is all right, but first of all, it's made of bamboo, which I thought was more environmental. But bamboo is not a very satisfying material. Right. It lacks the weight that I want, the purchase that I want out of a Bernard Langer. The bamboo, does that mean it's biodegradable or something when you finish with it? Yeah, probably. Probably, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but but basically bamboo is good. If you can get anything... That you would usually get, mm. get it in, get a bamboo version, right. and you're doing your that, bit for Greta Thunberg. Don't know they can recycle it easier or something. Well, well, I tell you what it is, it's not plastic, mate. Because when you finish with it, you can fold it up and put it in the bin. It doesn't take as much space in the bin, I guess. No, it's like if you bamboo, right? They're making like, for instance, you get a bamboo toothbrush. Yeah, I'm aware Which, of them. Yeah, right. You can get bamboo fucking. You can get. Uh, interdental brushes, bamboo ones. But what right? happens when all the bamboo's gone? They fucking recycle it, so it don't matter. And they make new bamboo out of it. Yeah, they make another bam. They fat. You send it to the bamboo recycling plant, and they yeah. make more bamboo items. Okay. They can't do that with the plastics, mate. Okay. Well, they just smash it up into mush, and then wait for it to harden into the shape of the new thing. You, mate, like you are a very cynical person, right? No, I'm about curious. This. 
it is it's well documented that bamboo I'm asking is, you questions about the bamboo process and you don't seem to have any you, answers. You sound skeptical. And all I'm saying is is that it is well documented by those in the know about mm. environmental stuff. I you know, which are, I am not, but I know that I want to make an effort yeah, to do my just, bit. Yeah, okay. Right. right. I'm, I'm taking to, your word that for it. Bamboo is the is the ethical alternative to plastic. And that is why I got a bamboo Bernard Langer. Right. <clears throat> okay. And yeah. Bamboo Bernard Langer is a great song by um uh The Fool, isn't it? <laughs> Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. The reason I'm talking about it is that I did, I felt I should have discussed it with you and I felt I should have discussed it with the listeners. Yeah. And because I was sl- slightly grief-stricken by the collapse, the death mm. of my previous burden Lang, I didn't talk about it. So now the situation has emerged with my cloth regime mm. in the home. And I'm thinking, well, this time it would be smarter of me to, um, to bring it up on air to see if I can get any advice. Basically, I use cloths a lot and I love it. Um, I'm cleaning surfaces all the time. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, mainly it's surfaces, but sometimes you'll have to take it to the floor. You know, sometimes you've yeah. got cloths for the bathroom. All these different cloths you have around the house, right? Sometimes yeah. you use a cloth for pots and pans when your usual pot and pan device isn't quite doing it for you for a particular type of yeah. grounding dirt, right? Uh, but the thing about cloths is is that they carry bacteria, don't they? Yeah, they can and do, yeah. they can start to feel quite slimy. Mm-hmm. But some some are quite robust, some are disposable, so you've got <clears> the <throat> environment to think of, right? Mm-hmm. Some are great for everything. The more robust ones are great. You can use it on your kitchen table, your dining table, but you can also use it on the fucking floor if it's clean. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If yeah. the cloth's been clean. All these things. 
And I've like got about, to be honest, don't judge me, I've got about four rotating cloths right. in the house. Yeah. Not enough. Because also, when you put it in the washing machine, it comes out, you've got to wait a while for it to like dry out and dry be ready up, for action yeah. again. Yeah. So I thought, right, I've got a completely re... I've done a cloth <clears> audit. <throat> I've got to completely reassess my approach to mm-hmm. my domestic cloths, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know, first of all, because you're usually the go-to man for this sort of stuff. What is your cloth regime? Well, I've got I've got cloths. I've got what I think would be described as dishcloths. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Those those white ones that have yeah. got like a blue edge around the edge of them. Oh, yeah, they're use, actually quite stylish. Those I use them. I've got I've got I've probably got about four of them. I use them um, usually if I'm washing up because I don't have a dishwasher. You see, now you might you, you have a dishwasher. Is that right? Yeah. You have a dishwasher, so you don't have this situation I've got where if there's any uh, surface cleaning that needs doing, I can do it when I'm doing the washing up from the, the water, from the washing up bowl and these cloths. Yeah. Um, so that's all good. I'm on top of it completely with that. <clears throat> um, also, I go through a lot of tea towels because, again, you haven't got the... The washing and drying situation. So you're well, no, we towels. do because we wash. There's there is washing up. There's just less because right. pots and pans don't really go in yeah. the dishwasher. Yeah. So you're doing a lot. Anything. So it's mainly your crocker, your plates, your crockery, and your cutlery. Mm-hmm. Do you have a metal scourer that you use to get? Yes. The, yes. Good. Yeah. Um, I've obviously got a metal scourer, which I do most of the washing up with. To be fair, because it's it's better than just having to reach for it if it's a, a tough stain. I'll just use the the scourer on everything. Um, tea towels, they'll get used quite a lot. I've got about 20 tea towels and I'll use them uh, if... I don't like wet tea towels. If the tea towels got wet, I start to think there's bacteria there. Exactly. Wash and move on. High high tea towel number, high rotation, high wash yeah. level. At a I high temperature. So, yeah, yeah. So oh, definitely I, a high temperature. I, I can use a tea towel as a backup cloth. I can wipe things up with a tea towel. I can even I can even mop up wet patches on the floor with a tea towel. I'm not ashamed mm. to do that because I wash the tea towel at high temperature. But then it has to go in the wash. It does. Like I wash the tea towel. That's the thing about a tea towel. How often, you know, at what stage does it go, right, you're going in the wash, mate? Well, when No, it's... I don't want to hear complain you're going in because let's say I'll paint you a scenario. You've spilt a bit of tea on yeah. the work surface. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe like here in your in your podding rig, bit of tea's mm-hmm. gone on the desk area, mm-hmm. and you reach for a t- tea towel, and mm-hmm. you mop that up. Fine, there's a little bit of tea on the tea towel. It's not getting washed just for that. It's a oh, tea towel. Is. It's got to fucking learn how to take a bit of tea. Oh my, you know is. what I mean? Straight in the wash. Straight in the wash yeah. after one bit of tea mopping. The the tea towel's purpose, even though it's called a tea towel, it's not for mopping tea up. Mm. Its purpose is to dry. The wash dishes. Yeah. Anything else that deviates from that immediately goes in the washing pile. In it goes. You're yeah. in, mate. Recycle. But, 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 but. No, 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 shut your mouth. You're going in, in, mate. There. You'll be all right. You a got... couple of hours. You'll come out and I'll dry you. You'll, you'll be... be good as new. You'll be ready. Yeah. But I've only just come out that, of the wash. That, well, that's, that's not my problem. That's yeah. how it works. You know how we one of your brothers can One of your brothers can take over for a day or so. Exactly. While you're being sorted out. Exactly. Okay. Um... I, I agree with you, and all of those principles I think are important with the wet cloths as well, the dish mm. cloths, which are used for like with my surface cleaner, psh, psh, spray spray, 
white, white. Spray, yeah. spray, white, white. Um, I, I want a higher rotation on those two because yeah. I think they get even more bacteria. And that's why I realised I needed to change things up. Also, what type of cloth, right? Mm. Um, anyway, someone got in touch and I can't find his email, so I apologise if you're listening. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to give you credit for this, right? The best message I had since I brought up the subject of cloths on Monday, someone said, go on to go to Sainsbury's, which mm. is where I do the majority of my domestic shopping anyway, yeah. right? He goes, you can get a pack of 30 microfiber cloths. Now, the microfiber cloth is something that I use anyway. Because I use it's the versatile. microfiber for dusting. Yeah, but you can yeah. also use it for like um, what I call wet work. Right. <laughs> you, you can use it for wet work too. Suitable right. for both wet and dry domestic yeah. tasks, right? Pack of 30? He said, you can get a pack of 30, and listen to what this bloke does. And this really appeals to me. He goes, get a pack of 30... He said, use one a day. Mm-hmm. At the end of each day, wash, stick it in the wash, right? That's one a month in most months. I didn't want to be pedantic and pick him up, right? And then at the end of the month, he goes, you just wash all of them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I thought that's really appealing. So my good wife was doing the weekly Sainsbury's shop online. Mm-hmm. And she said, is there anything... You need me to add to the usual order. And I said... Yes, yes, there is. Yes, there is. Uh, I haven't told you this, but I'm looking looking to upgrade the cloth situation in the house. And straight away... I've been talking about it on my football podcast. And I've had some ideas. My wife's like this. She looks at me and straight away I can tell. There's there's just... I've been with her for so many years, I can read the signs. Mm. And it's just like a slight twitch in the right eye. Mm. And I can feel she's tensing up because she's thinking, oh, my God, what's coming now? What the fuck is he up to now? Yeah. Right. And I said, can you look? And I tried to say it casually, like I'm doing something else at the same time. It's really casual. Oh, yeah. Can you just um, look um, for the 30 pack of microfiber cloths? She's gone. It has to be the 30 pack, though. (laughs) How many? Sorry, what? I went, 30 pack. She went... You need 30 cloths, do you? And I've gone, yeah. And she went, why? And then I've made the biggest error of all. I was going, well, oh. I was looking to... I, I do think we need to address the cloth situation. because I, I this email. I, the truth is, I don't want to say it to her, right? Because we split quite fairly, I feel, the domestic work in this house. But right. the truth is, I, most of the cloth work is done by me. Yeah, I'm whispering because she's downstairs. I don't want her to wear. But I'm more of a cloth man. She does more of the laundry that, that, than that me. That can happen. You can gravitate towards the things you love when you're doing domestic. Yeah, duties, I like you? cloth work. Play your strengths. Exactly. I think I'm good at cloth work. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it for yeah. many reasons, and that's just what I do. And she does more of the laundry than me. But you, you know, you're, and that's, a, you're a cloth enthusiast, Sam. I am. Yeah. I've, so well, that's one. If we've learned anything today, it's that. Don't, don't be ashamed right. of that. And so she's going. You want thirty cloths? Why do you want thirty? And I fucking made the error, didn't I? I said, well, I've been talking about it on the podcast <laughs> and one of the listeners emailed me with this great idea. He says that you can get a pack of 30 from Sainsbury's and that's where we do our shopping anyway. She just raised her eyebrows and yeah. returned to the keyboard and I thought she was ordering it for me. Yesterday, the shop arrived, right, mm. while I was out and I came back and I went, uh, any new cloth come in that shop? And she went, there was a long pause, she went, under the sink, 
Oh! I opened on the sink. She's got a three-pack, mate. Power three. play. Three. Fucking three-pack. Yeah. What that? I don't know what she's... I don't know. I think she just thought, mate, have you gone mad? Are you like that guy from fucking Class Action Park? You've lost your mind. Yeah. And you started, like, investing... That One day they'll make a documentary about you, the cloth man. Yeah. This is Sam Delaney. When he made a fortune out of podcasting, he knew that he wanted to invest it in, in his childhood dream to own a cloth for every day of the month. <laughs> <laughs> then it cuts to a talking head of someone who knew me. You. Yeah, I mean... We both invested our money in different things. You know, I just wanted to put money aside for my retirement to Spain. But then Sam just started going on and on about cloths. It was cloths, this, cloths, that. And before I knew it, he, he was buying 30 cloths a month. <laughs> I wasn't even interested. I was just making stuff up about my cloths to keep him at me. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want him to lose his temper because he'd do that if you started mocking him about his cloths. I'd heard about how he'd smashed up his Bernard Langer. And I didn't want that to happen to me. <laughs> At this period in his life, was I scared? Yeah, I think yeah. everyone who was close to Sam became scared during this period. I I always thought I was so lucky that I was 250 miles away and we were doing it over the phone. <laughs> but there was something in his eyes, a fire that came alive whenever the subject of coughs came up. <laughs> I've got one question for you, right? You're going you're gonna to amass 30 cloths that need to be washed at the end of the month. Where mm. are you going to store them all? Do you have a special cloth receptacle to keep them I've in? Got a, uh, a I've got bag. a utility side room, which is the room where the tumble dryer and washing machine utility, are housed. Yeah. And um, it's a, it's fucking chaos in there. I've got to say, it needs. Mm. A, that's another thing that needs addressing. Because it becomes, a lot of countries will be familiar with this, if you've got a little side room like that, you think, oh, isn't this nice? We have a little room for our washing. But it basically becomes a dumping ground, yeah. right? And anything that you can't, within 30 seconds, you look at an object in your home, and if there's not an obvious place for it, within 30 seconds of you contemplating this object, you just go, it's going in the fucking cupboard, mate. Yeah. And things are just piled up in there. I mean, I've told you about before, I use it for a lot of my secret snacking. You do, yeah. Because yeah. I can get in that room, it's tiny, and I can slide the door shut, and mm. especially if there's a wash on, or the tumble dries on, they're quite noisy. Mm. I can go, munch, 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 <laughs> and no one can hear. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where, so I, that's where I'll keep my they, 30 They cloths. go in there. I mean, it's kind mm. of, it feels similar to my tea towel rotation system. I'll basically mm. use one tea towel per day, but I haven't got What's 30. your favourite tea towel, Andy? Uh, red, red with white squares. <laughs> that, do you put that aside for a special day? I don't, but I'm always I'm always really sort of pleased when it comes to the top of the rotation. When it comes around, it's like I've got yeah. pants and socks like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh, you there just it think, is. ah, that's just the little boost I need yeah. today. Yeah, I wasn't is. feeling I, I I wasn't feeling great today. I was feeling a bit uh, yeah, a bit sluggish. But it's a fucking red tea it's, towel day. It's Lovely. from the Sainsbury's range of tea towels. If you've got them, you'll know you'll know what I'm talking mm. about. It's red and it's got white squares all across it but lovely. it's it's yeah it's lovely it i think it's just the brightness of the color it just you know gives me a little kick yeah red's a good color like that yeah yeah i've got a red teapot that always puts a spring in my step yeah so um so that's cloth dealt with i think well as they say as they always used to say on tv kit shows when we were kids bringing it full circle back to the 80s folks that's cloths that's cloths We'll do some football predictions before we go, Sam, very quickly. 
Uh, of course, you got an extra six points midweek, and West Ham won three nil. Oh, amazing! Yeah, so what a feeling. Twenty points clear at the top. So good for you. Incredible. Um, here we go. Right, Wolves versus Leeds. That one's on tonight. One all. One all. I think this will be a good one. I think it'll be three one to Wolves. Um, Arsenal versus Manchester City. I'll go first. I think that will yeah. be um, three one to Manchester City. I'll say two nil Man City. Two nil Man City. Who let's face it have won the league, haven't they? No one's going to top. Annoyingly, them. yes. And yeah. I think it's one of those things where they're not a great champions. Mm. Champions. They're not a, a classic champions team. No. They're like they've won it by default. They're just been better than the other shit. Um, yeah. And West Ham, of course, come close. But they've got Spurs. I, th- I thought we were in it a few weeks ago. I genu- Genuinely, mate, I yeah. thought we've got half a chance yeah. here. Yeah. Only because the other teams are all failing to fucking develop any consistency. Times. But unfortunately, City have just gone on such a run. Maybe they've got away year. with it. Maybe next year. West Ham versus Spurs. What do you reckon? I reckon 2-0 West Ham. I think this is going to be 1-1. One, one. Um, Burton versus Sunderland. Sunderland this week, massive week. We've got to Wembley again for the pa- the Papa John's Trophy final, which we won't be able to attend as fans. That's annoying. Behind yeah. closed doors. And we've been taken over by a 23-year-old billionaire. Has that actually happened It's then? gone through. It's finally gone through. Yeah, he sounds a. a yeah, I wonder if he's got a touch of the uh, class action park fellas about him. Let's I hope, hope so. so. Let's hope yeah. so. And he's the the CEO who's been at the club for nearly a year. He's been uh, he stepped down. Let's say, uh, but, you know, new broom sweeps, cleaning and all that. And the rumor is the new CEO could be our twenty three year old owner's twin brother. <gasps> oh my god what a story I hope there's a fucking documentary crew say, getting Netflix, involved there now why are Netflix not all over this but in the meantime we're aware at Burton Albion on uh, Saturday afternoon and I think we'll win that 2-0 uh, I'll say 1-0 Sunderland okay and then finally Millwall versus Wickham come on Wickham uh, I would say 2-1 Wickham <laughs> 2-1 Wickham, I'm going to go the other way, 2-1 to Millwall. That's the predictions. That's the episode. This is the weekend. Bring it on. Um, I don't think there's... Oh, the wall's back on Saturday evening. Yeah, that's come out of the blue, hasn't it's it? It's another celebrity one, which isn't ideal, oh. but we'll take anything at this stage. Do we know what celebrities are on it? I think it's John Barnes and someone else from football. Can't remember. But, uh... Fucking hell. That yep. is tantalising, mate. It's, John Barnes. It's a lot of My favourite non West Ham well. player of my childhood. Your favourite what? Non West Ham player? Yeah, you, you know, you have like a favourite player who's not one of your own. And for me, it was John Barnes back in them days. It's, it's fucking John Barnes and Chris Kamara, mate. That's going to be fucking good. Fucking dynamite, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on a lot earlier as well. It's on about 6.35, I think. So don't need to stay up late and watch it. If you've got kids, yeah, brilliant. That's it. Anything else you want to add? No, I feel that I've said everything that needs to be said. Class action park and cloths. That's all we need yeah. to cover today. What more do you want from there this podcast? There you go. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, goodbye and enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.